You feel tired? No, not tired. I just mean like it's nice when we get out before nine. It is nice. It so is I can nice. Work out, hang out with the. What do you do for a workout? And do you work out at night? Uh, yeah, after work. Man, I can't do that. Yeah, a lot of people can't. I'm just too wiped out at that point. Yeah. So you go first thing in the morning? You got yeah. a Peloton? Do you got a full-on Peloton? Not a full-on Peloton. I've got a stationary bike that I use Peloton app with. But it's like a Peloton quality bike. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know about that. Does it go forward and back? Yeah, it goes forward and goes back. Up and yeah, down. exactly. It's the kind that goes forward and back. And the seat goes up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like a, like you said, Dr. Seuss. like a Dr. Seuss it's exercise like a, bike. Yeah, well, like a horn. There's a feather that goes off of it <laughs> and a horn on one side. And it delights me. And it me. looks a little bit like a duck. I love it, yeah. <laughs> but then you put a then you put Peloton on an iPad in front of that. Yeah, it's well, just as good. I a Peloton on my Apple TV, so I got right. like a Apple TV, Peloton, and then I do that thing. So I don't get any of the feedback. Right. But the bike it goes up and down. It can't go faster or right. slow down. That's right. And it just uh, makes goofy sounds. Mm, turns then, that smile into a frown. That's right. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bobsis and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic, and the power of nostalgia. On this episode, we're talking about Disneyland gets waterfront dining, the Tom Sawyer hatchet mystery is solved, fights break out on the Disney World ferry, Universal holds the fate of Walt Disney World attractions in its hands, Shang-Chi split kicks the theater box offices, fast pass signs are down, lightning lane signs are up, sorta, and in our main segment, we say goodbye to summer by talking about all of the Disney Plus content that we didn't get a chance to cover on the show. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, Absolute Aaron Robbins. You can call him Absolute Aaron Robbins. Oh, yeah, because that's my name. That's hey, your name. Hey, yeah. Uh, when you said that. Hey, Shang- yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. When you say uh, Shang-Chi split kick, was that the most fierce karate move you could come up to describe how well it did at the box office? It's funny you mention that because okay. I was thinking, I was going to put in Dragon Punch. Dragon Punch. But okay. then I was like, wait, isn't Dragon Punch an Iron Fist thing? And I didn't want I it was Marvel a fans. I thought it was a Kool-Aid summer flavor. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You get a Dragon Punch right next to Ecto Cooler. Right. And, uh, yep. and, and uh, Summertime Mountain Surprise. Red Alert. Yeah. If I uh, attribute a Iron Fist martial arts move yeah. to Shang-Chi, yeah. or I believe you're supposed to pronounce it Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Then are the Marvel fanboys going to get all over Right, us? probably. So I went split kicks. You went split that's, kicks. That's in okay. the trailer. Shoryuken. I almost thought of a Shoryuken. Shoryuken. Oh, you can. Now that I think about the Dragon Punch, I think you're right. The Dragon Punch is a, uh, it's a Street Fighter move. Could be. I think so. Fabulous. Welcome to episode 74. Four. Can you believe it? It oh, is surprising to one me. One left. Because that means it's 75 and we shut this we thing shut it down. down. And uh, we reboot. We're rebooting. Back to episode one. Back to and episode a one. a totally different name yep. and a different RSS feed. But exactly the same episodes. We're, we're kidding. We're not going to do that. No, not at all. We're not going to do but that. But 74, are you excited? We, we, took, uh, we took, this would be 75. It would have been. We, we took last week off. 
I was under the weather. Yeah. I was, I, I think my body was just concerned. said, enough. That's enough of the smoke. That's enough. That's enough of the Sacramento Valley. That's right. That's enough of everything getting filtered down from the mountains and yep. up from the coast and just kind of landing in there. We know you've avoided smoking your entire life. Yes. We're going to give you we want to do all, all the smoking all you once. have done at once. It sometimes is a collection agency, uh, a town. I, I'm a Sacramento native. I yep. love the city. I'm a huge Sacramento fan. But it, it, it does sit in the Sac- Joaquin, San Joaquin. San Joaquin. San Joaquin Valley. Joaquin. And can be a collection uh, area for smog and a repository and a repository for yeah. uh, hillside fires and repository right. uh, whatever you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying you got it all in your business and but now you're feeling great it knocked me out for a couple knocked of days. you out for a couple of days and uh but i'm back and better than ever i did say to you like i will try to rally i'll try to rally yeah. to do bobsleds and you said you sound like you're doing the nighttime drive for some sort of local radio station, yeah. your voice is so low and gravelly right now. You showed up for a for a a, a lunch, a business lunch. That's right. And I could tell you were not a hundred percent then. Yeah, that was even before I started feeling it. Yeah, I yeah. could see it. I could see it. you didn't look like uh, you know you didn't look like yourself. I didn't Still feel like you a hug. You did give me a hug. Yeah, I'm I glad that you're fine. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But so we're back in. We're back in better than ever. Yay! Uh, things are really good. Yeah. Uh, classes are in full swing. Yep. You're teaching. I'm teaching. We're making web pages. We're making video games. We're making escape rooms. We're we're learning about HTML. People are learning. People are learning and it's laughing. Great. You stopped by today. Young minds are expanding. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, it's great. great. It's and, great. Uh, today we're going to talk about some really fun news topics. We do have a lot of news. Uh-oh. We can sound. Some review horns if you wanted to. Oh, I would love to. All right. As I recall, they sounded a little something like this. I hope I have that sound. I hope you do too. Hope it's not a one star Scott Storm. I can't take it today. I've already had things in my mouth. For those of you who have not been oh. on our Instagram, oh. I want to provide a little context Please to that statement. Dude, that sounds awful. We played a game called Speak Out on yes. our Instagram. You can go on our Instagram and watch this play. Several rounds of Speak Out, which is where you put some sort of uh, dental separator in your mouth yeah. and then try to pronounce phrases. It, it's like a, it's like the vertical version of when they make castings where you get braces. They stick them in right. horizontally. This, this one, is if you took those and, sp- and did them. And just sort of pulled your lips apart. Yeah, it's very attractive. Oh, it's very attractive. You should check us out on our Instagram to see that. Uh, we have a five-star review woo, horn. Woo! And the, oh, sorry. I shouldn't do my own. That's all right. We have a review horns. And we have a five-star review Yay, horn. All right. It's about time. And that five-star comes from Joel Billy. Hey, Joel Billy. And he <gasps> says, six stars. Looking for the best Disneyland podcast around? Look no further than bobsleds. Short and sweet, six stars. Oh, that was nice. Five stars in Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. I wish we could take that and round out the average. Joel Billy. Really great because Joe. what goes up must come down. Please ready the one-star review horn. Oh. Did we really get another one? Are we at three one-star reviews? No, this is our second one-star review. Okay. Betty Wilson Toast. I talked a little bit about this on a Instagram Live that I did last week. Oh, that's right. I think I've heard about this. That's right. I've heard it, the, the rumor of the, the legend of the rumor of the one-star. The legend of the one-star goes like this. Betty Wilson Toast left us a review that said, lost credibility. Uh-oh. 
I loved your podcast. Thank you. And usually agree with what you said. Well, thank you. That's important. And your reviews. I appreciate that. Until on your latest show, Uh-oh. you both agreed that Pirates and Haunted Mansion weren't e-ticket rides. Mm. Walt would disagree. What were you thinking? Very disappointed. One, One star. star. Wow. One star. I like that you took it to Apple Podcasting. Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, uh, so I, you know. This is a person who's listened yeah. so often that they say, I like these guys. They're okay. I agree with They're them. They're fine. And then they've listened Ho every now. single week. Hold every up. single week we say, yeah. would you please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It really helps us others find out about it. We would prefer a five star. Yeah. And this person, so incensed yeah. by the thought that we would say that Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean are not e-tickets, which, by the way, our last episode, we fully explained our rationale. Yes. And if you want to get more rationale, you can check out our Instagram live where I talked about it with Miriam Kenley, the Churro Fund oh, from We Like Where did Bugs. she land? She landed with us. She oh. agreed. At yeah. one point it was, but it is not any longer. Yeah. And that historically, yes, maybe e-ticket, e-tickets, but contextually, but, but we were no doing longer it from e-tickets. a historical a historical we standpoint. We were doing it from a, and even that within the bobsleds and banthas, I get to make it whatever I want. You get to make, make it whatever you want. Um, yeah, I got it but, a little. I got a little bit of business on that on that topic too. The family turned on me on a they drive. Did. They were like, "Oh, those are how can those not be e tickets?" And so I explained to them. We got into. Did a Did they real, agree with you? Or they, eventually, yeah, eventually they came over to my yeah. side because I, you know, I, I, I laid out the whole. It, it, it was, but maybe it's not. And you really think it? It is like what? What do I do now that I basically I can't rate? any other e-tickets, if those stay in their spot, right. I can never rate any new rides because they are going to sort of move the bar. We're always progressing. We're I, always moving. Exactly. So, so I get stuck in this like, well, what's your top 10? It's like, well, since they've released 10 Rise of the Resistance quality rides. But they all have to, I have to have Haunted have Mansion to, yeah, the, on this. So if we were doing, a, you know, what are the top legacy e-tickets or e-tickets well, that have go. ever been? That have ever been. Maybe we'll do that episode. Maybe. Just, and then you can redo your review. Speaking of legacy, I love the fact the legacy of this show will be the fact that we took a position that Haunted Mansion and, and Pirates of the Caribbean were not e-tickets. It's a line we should never have crossed. Yeah, well, apparently, and apparently, it, it inflamed the a, internet. <laughs> it earned us a one-star review, which us, I think is well is well deserved. And I'm glad well, that people feel that. people feel so protective of I it. I feel like, I like it's that. Amazing that somebody was so incensed that they ran to Apple Podcasts. These are the kind point. of people we need listening to this show. They're going to stand up for Disney. They're going to stand up for what they believe, in. and hey, I listen, like it. I did say, leave us a one-star or five-star. Take a position, and this person and took a position. So. Uh, thank, thank you, you for, for the thank review. you for doing that. Thank you for leaving us both the happy let's go and ahead the and sad update reviews. That, yeah, let's update that. You, you made your point. You made your point. I'm a real person. I have real feelings. Yeah, I you think put, about this you at put night. To four at this point, if when you I'm want, I'm concerned to. about it. sharks in in the swimming pool. I think about this stuff. Again, refer to our Instagram live. Thank if you. Wanted that reference. Hey, what do you say we yodel in that news? We got a lot to. of it. Yes, I would love to yodel in the news. I will not personally be doing it. I will have these people be doing it. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Let's talk about the news, Scott Storm. So much of it. Some of it you question as news. You had the audacity to I question did have one audacity. of my news entries. I did have audacity. Where do you want to start, though? Well, let's start with let's start with something we can both agree on. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. More waterfront dining is coming to Disneyland. In I the form of what's true. called Pelican's Landing. Pelican's Landing. Which is going to take place... Right by Fowler's Harbor. Fowler's Harbor. One of your top choices for dining, dining in the park. Right, because of the lobster mac and cheese that they have there. And sort of the secludedness of it. Which I, I think is the, the point of discussion on this news item, is that Fowler's Harbor was a great place to sort of get away from the action. 
Disneyland clearly recognized that. Now they're going to be building into a much larger outdoor dining yes. location that's going to have waterfront seating, but it's obviously going to bring a lot more traffic to Fowler's Harbor, which I object to. Yeah, I have some kind of a object to, and I've, I've seen you know, some pictures of what's going on, but I don't know if this is going out into the river at all. No, I don't think so. I think it's, I mean, if it does, it's probably very, very Are they borrow little. from Tom Sawyer's landing or the pirate's lair, like Boy, loading and unloading. I don't know. I mean, I just perhaps. had this picture of like, they're like, all right, you know, the, the river's pretty wide. Yep. I think we can make the river less wide. Oh yeah. And I think we can could. probably get rid of the Island when we can add more restaurants and stuff. And so I'm just, I'm fast forwarding 15 years. There's no Tom Sawyer's Island. It's just a, a, a sea. It's basically a food court. It, it is a food way, court. Yes. It is the Island food Island. court of Disneyland yeah. and Pelican's are, uh, I, uh, Pelican's whatever restaurant is now the Pelican's landing is the, straw that is breaking the camel's back. I, I was going to say, I, I wonder in this uh, new era of Bob Chapek uh, management, yeah. whether or not they took a look at the number of gallons that go into the rivers of America. How wide do we really need that? How thing? wide do we really need this? Can we make the Mark Twain skinnier? Is it possible that if we build into the river- Just a little bit. That we would save on the cost of water or yeah. p- or pump maintenance or something like that, and at the same time build a revenue source that would allow us to be able to make money off of that. Yeah, what used to be no revenue generating water space. It costs them a ton of money too. I did I sure. did the calculation on how much it costs to put water into Disneyland probably three or four years ago uh, because of the evaporation and the contracts that they have with them. It's crazy. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So they need to offset those costs with more Pelicans Landing. So you're advocating for more Pelicans Landing? I just think they're going to go that direction. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. I think they yeah. probably will go in that direction. Uh, but do you feel like Tom Sawyer's is in any danger at all, or do you feel like that's a legacy? The back part of that island is unused. I know. I think it. I think a lot of reasonable minds can differ on this one. Sure. I personally would feel very saddened if. Tom Sawyer's went away in some way or that if it was the reason why it's neat is the reason why it is probably in some level of jeopardy. Cause you're like, yes, it's just a place you can walk around. There's not a lot of people there. It's a break in the middle of a theme. It's, it's a, it's a reprieve in the middle of the theme park. Right. It's a, it's a retreat that you can go to. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know <laughs> that's the problem. That's not making any money for us. <laughs> yeah. I will say that it is, it is that thing that I think is, there is a genius about Disneyland and the way Walt Disney designed that and Tom Sawyer's Island really illustrates that, which is this idea of, hey, this is a great time that you're going to have here, but everybody needs a break. And we can go to this place without leaving the berm that allows you to have a break and your kids can run relatively unsupervised in that area and and just be able to mentally decompress while still being in Disneyland. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's also one of those things that, that Disneyland does where you're like, you know, we, that, that can't be really, they can't have an Island in a theme park. You can't like islands are hard. You have to get on a boat and go over yeah. there and they're like, yeah, Disneyland has one. They have a legit Island. That you got to take, take a boat a, to get to, you it. have to take a boat to get to it. Yeah. It's just such a ridiculous thing, but yet it exists. And I would be very sad. Uh, I would be very sad to lose it. Even though you lose it, even though we don't, uh, it's not an every trip thing for us. No, but the, the knowledge that it's there yeah. is very key. For sure. And I think people would lose their minds if they developed Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. They put an attraction on there or something like that. I think people would just be really verklempt. Yeah. Well, we'll see what people think about some things that are going on in a little bit. You'll want to stick around for that. It's we very will. Exciting. We will. Yep. Pelican Landing. Uh, yay. What else you got? 
Well, I think you've got something that you Speaking insisted. of Tom Sawyer's Island, there was a report coming out of some not very reputable news places, according to Scott Storm, uh, about that, that Tom Sawyer's Island was shut down on September 2nd, I think it was. In Walt Disney World. In Walt in Disney the Magic World. Kingdom. Yeah, because there was a hatchet-wielding, uh, lantern-carrying person running around. <laughs> so you've just you've just increased the sensationalism. But that's of real. This those, story. Are, those are the real details uh, reported. Those are the details reported. Yeah. But what what actually are the facts that are known? Right. We don't now? know any facts other than I've seen some pictures of the island being evacuated. That's uh, correct. And the yeah, so those are the facts. I and saw And that Orange County Sheriff's Department was called. Was called for a, for a suspicious activity. Yes. Beyond that, the internet exploded with some sort of camo wearing hatchet wielding individual. There was there was a camo wearing hatchet. The most No, there no, it's not that there was. There it's might alleged. Have been. It's, it's alleged. alleged that there was. It's super alleged. What I read allegedly what I read allegedly after. No, you you actually read it. What I actually read allegedly happened is was there was a a teenager Yes. That, that was, you know, that was maybe having some some mental issues or something running wow, around chanting stuff or whatever. What? Where'd you read this? It was on Kenny the Pirate's website. <laughs> what? What is that? I don't know. It's the first time I'd ever been to this website. It's called KennyThePirate.net. He reported on. He's got an eyewitness. It's not even .com. What is KennyThePirate.com? I think he might have gotten all of, all of the TLDs, the top level domains. You think this is not a real? Uh, you think this is not a real news item? I do not believe this okay. is a real news item. I, I think that this. I think this is a uh, blog sensationalism. I think that there's a lot of clickbaitiness in this in these titles. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't believe that that actually there there's been no credible report from law enforcement that says this is what happened. Yeah. And typically, if there is going to be a danger that happens at the parks. Uh, that is but they were colorable. props. The things that they, he was holding were props from the island, not things that were brought into Disneyland. Is yeah, is the, alleged. The, the alleged story. Yes, the alleged, the real story of alleged of alleged details is that there was a t- teenager that was wearing camo that pulled a hatchet off of something Davy Hatchet's on, canoe uh, on Davy Hatchet's canoe, <laughs> exactly, and uh, uh, and was and was walking around with it. You take the side that didn't happen. I'll take the side that it did happen. And if there is, you know, if, if there's trouble, if there's what do you want to say? Trouble if this is an individual that's having some 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 struggles, then I you know I think we all hope that that resolves well and you know whatever. You want to move on to this next news article? I don't know how much how much can we bury this uh, hatchet. Th- <laughs> <laughs> Let's bury the hatchet takes, and move on. Take skills to be in this chair, my friend. So you have you also posted. This is not fake news. This actually happened. I saw we the video. Documented so I know, evidence. I, I, I know what happened because I saw the video. But there was a fight that broke out at Walt Disney World yeah. on the ferry. Hey, that those takes ferries you- are big. Oh, they're big. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, they're big. Uh, yeah, they're big. like uh, Tiburon to San Francisco big. That's what they are. Oh. That's what they are. Okay. Uh, from They take you from the Transportation Ticket Center all the way to the Magic Kingdom. Right. And apparently on the way back, one of the last ferries of the night going back from Magic Kingdom Transportation Ticket Center, there was a giant fight that broke out. Yeah. Uh, that would uh, that would be appropriate on the Maury Povich show, or yeah, I think that's probably or some probably sort of right. any would, other type of daytime giant. I mean, talk show. Footage I saw there's five six people involved from two different sort of groups. There's a big purse swing in there with that. Yeah, I just content. saw people like I, what I what I Problem saw is was a little kid in there and she looks not she looks scared and a baby. Yeah, there's a baby I, on the front row right there sitting in a sitting in a carriage. It happened I'm in from Britain. I call them carriages. I know we call them strollers here in the in right. the colonies. <laughs> the colonies. 
bunnies. You call them bouncing buggies? That's right. Uh, and uh, the prams. I think we call them prams. Yes, of course. So there was a baby sitting in a pram, and then there was like a little girl who like had her ears covered, like, please stop fighting. Yeah. She's caught in the middle of it. The thing is, it looked like it looked like Royal Rumble. Because yeah. all I know is that there's like two people that started fighting, and then one person leaves, and a completely different person shows kind up. Of shows up, screen. and then they start fighting. And another yeah. person leaves, and they show up. I'm like, how many people are fighting in this thing? Yeah. And also, what is the what's the whole kerfuffle? I understand it. I understand it. it's hot. You're it's tired. Expensive you, to visit it's there. Expensive. I get it. People are trying to get in front of you. Yeah. And like you, you know, you do that. You. It's you been just, a long day. It's been a long day. Somebody rolls a cooler over your foot, and it's, it's no uh, excuse. Though. I, I understand, but but you know, this isn't the first time this has happened. It won't be the last. Happened in Disneyland five years ago or something in Toontown there was that brawl and isn't it every single time you see that isn't just like come on have a little respect have a little decorum for where you're at I have two responses. One is that the like, how can that, how can you, how can that happen? And two, like, dude, I've been in Disneyland when it's hot and I've been super agitated and I'm about to blow my mind. Uh, so are you going to blow your mind on someone else? You're not going to no. do that because you are, because you are no, a I'm gonna controlled have a nervous, human I'm gonna have a, being. That is true. I'm going to go on small world and cry where nobody That's can hear right, it. Where nobody can see I go you. in, I go in sad and overwhelmed. And I come out. It is a small world. These That's lyrics right. are terrible. Yeah. And you're, you sob for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. And you come out, you feel okay. There are tears of joy. There are tears of sadness going That's in. What happens. Tears of joy coming out. It's if you are thing. at the point in your life where you are spending thousands of dollars on a fantasy vacation and that's caused you to hit somebody, yeah. you got to reevaluate your life. You got to reevaluate what's going on. You got to say, maybe I didn't eat enough churros today. Maybe you carry a churro in case things get bad. And you Emergency go to that churro. First. Yeah, not to hit with. No, to eat. Therapy churro. It's a therapy. Yeah, churro therapy. <laughs> I've hit my limit. I need I to, need, I need I need to, to knock on this churro for a little bit. For a little while. Yeah. All right, That's what's what next? You, do. you don't go hitting somebody. No, you, you probably hit that should. churro all day long. Yeah. For sure. Hands are for casting magic, not for hitting Hit people. it with your teeth. Yeah. That's what you do. There you go. That's right. Next story, you got a Universal holding the fate of Walt Disney World in their hands. Now, this is an interesting story. Again, we're a little heavy on Walt Disney World news. Yeah, we are this But that's week. because we're a little light on Disneyland news yeah. or anything else in the Disney well, that Pelican Disney thing was, was Disneyland news. That Pelican thing was Disneyland news. Yeah. So now, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but there is a attraction at the Disney Hollywood Studios, which I will always refer oh, to yeah. as the Disney MGM Studios. Right, right, right. The Rock and ro- Roller Coaster. Rollican, <laughs> rock and Roller Coaster, not Rollican Roller Coaster. Does that play Aerosmith? Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Okay, right on. Is what it's called. I'm familiar. And it is a launching coaster that takes you through. You would love it. Yeah, you're riding like it's, a little 57 Chevy looking thing. Kind it's a of? stretch limo. It's a super stretch limo. Is it limo. really? Okay. Yeah, but it's, is it styled to the 50s? Uh, well, I guess in that it it's has fins. Fins, yeah. yeah. it has fins. Okay. And uh, and you go through Hollywood. You yeah. go through Hollywood and you're, you're, you're doing corkscrews and spins and you see. It really goes up. It really does a cork. It does an inversion. No, I can't remember if it does. I okay. believe it does do an inversion. Yes, but I it's a coaster. It tr- it's a coaster layout unlike any other park. You can only ride that coaster. It's track an indoor there. coaster. It's a wow. launching indoor coaster that is themed to Los Angeles. This sounds amazing. Yeah, you would love this. The only other indoor coaster I've been on is uh, the Mummy at Universal yep. and uh, Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Right, and my kids love the Mummy, but that was not a good use of that space. No, Rock and Roller Coaster is a phenomenal, great, great roller coaster. Fantastic. I don't know if I go so far as say phenomenal. It is a great indoor coaster. coaster. It's hard to pull off. Right indoor on. coaster and lots of fun. Mm. And it stars Aerosmith. All of that is in addition to the fact that it stars Aerosmith. Now, what is interesting about this story is that Universal Music Group yeah. will soon end up having the rights to the Aerosmith catalog. Yikes. And the agreement to utilize the likeness, songs, uh, voices, 
et cetera, of the group Aerosmith, who appears in the attraction. Yeah. They're in the loading area of the attraction. They're in a preload. I know where this is going, Scott, and I'm excited. Is uh, is about to be uh, under yeah. negotiation. Right. So the question is whether or not Universal, who, of course, uh, owns Universal Parks. Yes. Uh, a competitor or complement to Disneyland. Disney, Disney, uh, Disney theme parks. That's right. Whether or not they will allow the continued use of the music and likeness of Aerosmith. I don't know why. I don't even know why this is a this is a moot point as far as I'm concerned. Secondary question: oh. whether or not Disney would want to continue utilizing Aerosmith. A lot of a lot of kids these days are like Arrow. Who? Arrow? Who? Yeah. Who now? Oh, uh, Liv Tyler's dad. They're like uh, the uh, elf. Liv Tyler. Who? Yeah. Because I feel like there's that at some point you're saying Liv Who as well. I don't remember the last time Liv Tyler was in a movie. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that movie's like 20 years old. Yeah, I know. I'm really young. <laughs> so I don't know why you I don't know why you care when you have the when you have the hip bopping hop stopping high school musical property. This is a high school oh, musical rock and roller coaster. Roll, rock and roller coaster rock featuring and roll high, high school music. High school musical. I don't know why you wouldn't I don't know why you wouldn't go that direction. I mean, I, I think this begs the question, like if you're gonna keep the rock and roller coaster theme, which I think you should. Yeah. Although I don't really understand its place in rock Disney Hollywood. Roller coaster music. featuring the Mandalorian. Disney's just like there you go. We've Why given not? up. We just need Mandalorian and everything. Exactly. It's a rock rock and roll roller coaster featuring the dope tunes of the Mandalorians. Now, but it begs the question: if not Aerosmith, what do you white use? White Snake, clearly. White Snake, clearly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think you do like a striper White Snake combo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dueling indoor roller coaster. Oh, I love this even more. So you got to keep you got to keep the L.A. theming on the inside because it's pretty good. You think the, the L.A. overlay in there is pretty good? No, I think you you could you could strip all of that out, quite frankly, and, and go just totally different direction. You could go it. a totally different direction. I mean, I think uh, you know if they weren't already building an indoor Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster over in Epcot, right across the street, right. I see where you can you know throw some classic rock in there and, and make it a guardian. Would you be Galaxy opposed coaster? to a, uh, like a legal coaster? Like it's, it's oh, the I woes know. of black widow and you go th- and, and it's like the ups and downs of the legal. Oh, I like that. And there's no rock and roll at all. It's just people reading, just reading depositions. Yeah. I was going to say, or just like, yeah, exactly. Just the audio of depositions. Yeah. Isn't it true that on this <laughs> right? day, isn't it true that you're upside down right now? Maybe we can't remember. I, I don't know. You don't know whether or not you're upside down right now. I love it. That's correct. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't think they need. I don't think they need Aerosmith. I don't think that's. I, I think the draw of that and the the reason of that. I think you could ask somebody, my oldest daughter Kennedy and younger, is Aerosmith that you just saw on this ride is that a real band or a band Disney created for this ride? They'd be like, I don't know. Probably a band Disney created. Yeah. I think look how like, ridiculous they look. Uh, it must yeah. be a theme park band. <laughs> it must be a theme park band. Never really existed. Where to me that's blasphemy. I wonder if you could just do like a jukebox ride type of thing. Well, I like that. You know, where it's like, <gasps> what if the song could change every time you didn't know what song you were going to get? Well, you don't know that on rock and roll. Oh, Coaster. you might get one of Aerosmith. Right. You get, uh, sweet looks like a lady, really? sweet emotion, walk this way, love in an elevator. It's a fun ride. Like yeah. it's a really fun ride. But again, I think you could probably do, I think you could probably retheme it to maybe the, I don't know, beach party, beach, rock and roll beach party. I like that. You know? Yeah. And you're still going, you're, you got to get to the beach on time. Something like yeah, that. Featuring Scott in the storms. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was great. Hey, so Shang-Chi. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey Aaron. Right. The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn movie. Shang-Chi, the Brooklyn movie. Hey, hey. I did a split kicks. Hey, I saw this movie. It's called Shang, Shang-Chi. Yeah. What about it? It did really, really well. Apparently it did really, really well at the yeah, box good. office. And this has got variety. Uh, releasing a article that says that 
Shang-Chi. By the way, I think it's pronounced Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yes. I, I have been pronouncing it Shang-Chi. Yeah, well. But I believe the character's uh, Americanized name, he goes by Sean, I think, in the movie. And Sean so from Shang-Chi. Yes. And of the, this is the, these are the 12 rings. Shang-Chi, the legend of the 10 rings. The alleged of the 10. The allegedly There's ten allegedly rings. two more. Somewhere. There's... there's <laughs> Absolutely 10 of them. Yeah, absolutely 10. Uh, so Shang-Chi did very, very well in the box office. Yeah, great. And this has a variety speculating that Disney will be looking at how Shang-Chi does in determining how they are going to release The Eternals, another movie in the Marvel Universe that features characters that nobody knows. Did Shang-Chi go to Disney Plus too? Did not. Just it did not. Just it was straight, straight to up. theater. Straight to theater and did very, very they well. Just, they just keep, they just keep just digging into Scarlet Joe. Scar Joe. <laughs> just keep digging. Hey, unestablished property. Nobody really knows who this character is. Yeah. We're going to go straight to We're just going to go straight release, for the whole thing. And we're going to kill it. Shang-Chi's getting all his points. That's right. Every single point. Yep. And and all of yours too, yep. by the way. Yeah, he's getting, yeah it's Shang-Chi yeah. and, the, and the 10 points. And the 10 points. He got all of them. Uh, and so are you jazzed about the Eternals? They've had so Not many flops any with way. that property that it's really hard to get excited for. I, I would go Disney Plus with Eternals all day. I am not the, the everything that I've seen in the Eternals. None of it does anything for me. I'm not interested. Yeah, I I don't. Shang Chi looks really exciting to me. Right, I'm really looking, actually really looking forward to seeing. Me it. too. Yeah, we talked about it ever since we reported at the investor call a year ago. Yeah, we've been jazzed about it. I know, and so I I will be contributing to. Shang-Chi's box office points Great. by going to see it in the theater. Eternals, I, I don't, unless there is something that blows me away yeah. in the in the trailers, which I believe they released the final trailer. I don't know if, I, I'll wait until this comes out at Disney Plus to see. I'm not that interested. Have you seen a movie in, since COVID in the movie theater? No, I haven't. Me neither. Like, I haven't seen something on that big a screen. Like, I want to go IMAX. Like, I want to go all the way. Which is why I've been, now I'm like, well, what is the movie? What is the movie right. that gets me back to the theater? I thought yeah. it was going to be Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Glad I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. And now Did you hear they signed eight more of those Jungle Cruises? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's crazy. Did they really? No. They, oh. I think at least one more, though. I think there's at least one more. But I feel like, I don't know if Shang-Chi is the one that's going to get me back to the theater, although I would be interested in seeing the theater. I feel like, but does Shang-Chi- You just really, want that experience. You want it, Does you want it, it have to be, the juice to be like, this is the one I went so back you're, to the you're waiting, for. So you're waiting for that juice, that juice maybe to get back from. Yeah, me. I think it is. When, when's that coming out? November, middle of November. It's a, a long time, time to wait. To wait yeah. It's a long time yeah. to wait. So there you go. Hey, I got an idea. What's up? We'll get rid of fast passes and create this thing called Lightning Lane and we'll charge people for it and they'll pay it because they have to. Is that what's going to happen? Because they've never seen dinosaurs before. People will love this. Yeah, it turns out they hate it. So, yeah, do you want to talk about this? Because I, I have seen a lot of negativity about Disney's announcement regarding Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and Lightning Lane Plus. What are you hearing on the internets? Uh, same thing. Inside the Magic uh, has a, you know, just a comments only sort of thread going on what people think about this. And man, I have a lot to say about Inside the Magic, but we'll get on. We'll get into that in a different. I want to do a whole, whole episode. Whole episode on Inside the Magic. Dedicated to the issues I have with Inside the Magic. Great. Look for that one coming up Yeah, it's going to be great. A lot of people, uh, I'm very disappointed and I will not be paying. They're making Disney. They're making Disney for the rich uh, money spinning 
thing. The Disney Company continues to disappoint as a family-friendly oriented park. It's becoming nothing more than a greedy thing. Everyone who has commented, this is one of my this is one of my favorite comments. Says everyone who has commented has said that they wouldn't pay for it. Uh, if everyone who says this actually follows through, then Disney will reverse course, which is a valid point I because valid most, point. most people will not follow called, through with no. that. Like, oh, are you kidding? There's no way I'm going to do this. I would never right, pay for this. It's like cool. Then you don't get to look at your little kid's face. You know how sad they are. They don't get to see Darth Maul or uh, you know Adam Driver's abs. Yeah, you have nine bucks. You can see Adam Driver's abs today. You pay $1 for each app. He's got yeah. nine of them. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the point. But a lot of people are, I would go uh, with uh, Furious. I This is uh, consistent with what I have seen as well. What I think is really interesting is a lot of predominant Disney bloggers and YouTubers have taken to their channels to talk about how disappointing this is yeah. and what how this is Chapek's fault and really just th- those who normally night up for Disney, right? right? Where Disney can do no wrong yeah. or just taking a position of like, this is terrible. Right. We have to stop this. This is not, this is not what the Disney experience is. And Disney is failing the fan community. And I was actually really surprised about yeah. that. Uh, and, and I think it's harder to and go also back sort on. of like thankful to know that we're not, we're not the only ones feeling sure. this way. Like, yeah. I think, I think we held back on how we actually felt about this because it was new news. We were sort of still reacting to it, and it's not a hundred percent unsurprising. And this is the way that this is the way that changes happen to government culture stuff. Is they happen slowly, yeah. and, and and then people are like, "Why well, don't hate on Disney? It's fine." And you go like, "But these little moves, these little things, lead to something else." And so it wasn't completely unsurprising when I heard it. By that point in time, I was already like, "Of course, yeah, that makes sense." I mean, yeah. how many, and, and for them to fix it, it's like, how many different types of lines are you going to have? You're going to have like general line, fast pass line, lightning line, lightning line, guaranteed line, single rider line. So any like big attraction can have five separate different types of lines that I can wait in. Well, and and your point that you made about the commoditization of, of spaces, a line spot, yeah. of a line spot is just, it's really disconcerting because now you know how much people are willing to pay and that there will be dynamic pricing for there's already dynamic pricing to for get the into Disney. Yep. And now that there's going to be dynamic pricing for these in-demand attractions, it is this nickel and diming that really leaves a lot of families out of the experience. And again, this is for the benefit of the company. In no way can you really take a look at this and say, well, this is a guest focused experience. This is to benefit the guests. The right. guest experience. It benefits the guests under the guise that there's no other way to solve this problem. It's like, look, there's a million people that want to ride this ride. Right. Not everybody came in. We don't, if there was only some way we could figure out who gets to ride it and who doesn't. And then I got somebody an idea. Was like, oh, I got an idea. What, what do you got How there? How about we just price them out? Oh, money. How about we just do that? So it's just money. It's, How about just, the people that pay the most can ride the ride? Oh, yeah, that seems fair. That seems in Great. spirit. Everybody's going to be happy with that. <laughs> that seems in spirit with magic. Well, I think you're right. People have to, people have to vote with their wallet and they either have to be willing to do it or not willing to do it. The problem is when you are Disney and you have a unique thing that every simple supply and demand, right? When there is a very, very low supply and people, and there is a very high demand, you can set whatever price you want at that point. Congratulations. You guys created magic. Yes. You created actual magic and it turns out people really need that. They really want that. They really rely on that. Uh, And it's, it's, it's hard to sort out the crowding issues and, you found the lowest, the, 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 one of the easiest ways to find out money is definitely a will work. Just not sure if it's in the ethos of the company to do it that way. And I feel like the answer here that is guest focused is build more stuff. Yeah. That is the answer. Yeah. 
of, okay, you have these high capacity, attra- people are willing to wait for hours to ride these attractions. Yeah. One, because the attraction is very attractive, but also because they're willing to spend their time in line doing this. You yeah. can eliminate their time in line by giving them more things to do during the day, by building greater capacity within your parks yeah. so that you can spread people out. Yeah, we get rid of that garden walk across the street, make the monorail go over there, get rid of that parking. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm a huge baseball fan, not really, but do we need Angel Stadium? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Whoa. I don't know. I just, I'm Our saying I don't Brian know. Brian Crosby just ripped his shirt and just That's screamed was, at his, his... It was just a question. Well, it's maybe they could share. Maybe they could share they with could the Dodgers. Share. That's they not, could it's share. too far away. They anyways. get along, right? Angel fans, Dodger fans, they're probably like best friends. Kind of oh, like yeah, us. They like love each other. They like love yeah, each exactly. other so it's deeply. Like, oh, you. Yeah. Exactly that kind of relationship. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what the whole Disney forward. I think you so. know, They're Disney forward thing, but. They could build capacity. That's not the way they're going to handle it. What else do you want to talk about? I think we're going to talk about taking a break. Oh, really? That's yeah. all for the news? Well, I mean, that's all I have. Do you have more? Just that they showed they showed some images of the Lightning Lane. Oh yes, lines. that. And it doesn't feel like Disney themselves are real committed to this <laughs> Lightning Lane. <laughs> Do you think they understand what's happening right now? Uh, Those they, pictures of Lightning Lane, like they, the, so the Fast Pass signs have come down or they're of. covered over. Yeah, covered, they haven't come covered, down. No. Covered over, and some of them they just it's like they they went to FedEx well, Kinkos. It's like, it's like the Disney equivalent of like a of like a of like a taqueria or a restaurant that has a new menu item or they're getting rid of an old one. They're yeah, they like, should we print a new menu? A sticker like, on no, it? no, just print it out and put some tape over it. We'll yeah. change the price that way or whatever. Like we have uh, this today. Like the, like the, it's a small world fast pass sign yeah. has been replaced with a pink sticker that they just slapped over the fast pass yeah. sign. They didn't even change the sign. Yeah, and the Kilimanjaro one, uh, literally they used masking tape. Yeah, to, like they literally put duct tape over it. Or like grip tape. And I was thinking, Gaff oh, tape. is that, a, was that like a, that's a thematic thing that they're trying to do. It's, it's like, just, ooh, it's rustic. No, it's just lazy is what yeah. it looks like. It looks really, really trashy. They're testing out. They're like, this is never going to last. This thing, We need to make as much money from these things because like, we're not going to be able to do this for more than a year. Just go put some duct tape up. That was the news. That was Was news. any of it happy? I'm excited about the Pelican landing. More opportunities for lobster mac and cheese. Ah, but yeah. now the line's going to go up. You get to be closer to the Mark Twain as it comes by. That's so, good. So getting those waves, it'll be nice and cool down there on the water. It'll be fun. It'll waterfront be dining is fun. Yes, yeah, waterfront. And there's only waterfront dining in there other than the lower level of the Hungry Bear. And that was a little bit, right. that was a little not really waterfront-ish dining. Yeah, this would be great. You see that uh, that Lego Star Wars uh, news item that guy like paid for that? I think it's the Cantina set. It's like three or $400. And didn't have one of the one of the bags or a sand call or something so he emailed lego and lego sent it to him but then in the reply they said like oh lord vader must have stolen your bag or something like well, that that's fine. like it was totally on brand yeah that's it was good, an it was an example them. of a company crushing it good for through them. their customer service well, that was neat lego's a great company i think so yeah i think so i think they're a great company. i remember the i remember the day that i learned i think on their packaging in the late early 90s late 80s uh, it said like in the booklets, like it's not Lego, it's Lego brick. Like, please don't call it Lego. It's Lego brick. Yeah. And I remember learning that of like, no, dude, it's not Legos. It's Lego bricks or Lego brick. Like it's a, it's well, a, that's it. Yeah, because you don't want to genericize yeah. the term Lego. Yeah. Uh, because, because. So I think they even had like that on the writing of the, like, the instruction have, book have, of where yeah. it said like, please don't call it Legos, call it Lego bricks. Also, please don't call it Legos. Please call it Lego. The and, plural of Lego And don't ever Lego. like reach into like a pile of Legos when you're building with your friends and go Lego my Lego. Don't ever do that don't either. do that. Yeah. And also always make sure to wear hard soled shoes yes. around your Lego. Oh, yeah. 
There's, Man, I had stepped on a Lego the other day, yeah, and I was no like, pain. what is going on? <laughs> there's no, like, there's no you, pain by like a one-by-one one in the bottom oh of your foot. Oh my gosh, it just like four by two. Ugh. Like And just out of nowhere, too. Yeah. Just like, how is this so painful? Yeah. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's cliche for a reason. It really hurts. You guys have a lot of Legos at your house. We have a lot of Legos. You have like the set of the Lego movie in your garage. Oh yeah, and there's and, and then some. We yeah. gotta like. Hey, what do you say we uh, take a quick break? Hey, let's play, and then we'll play a game of what Aaron didn't watch this summer. Yeah, exactly. Sounds we'll, like we'll fun. both be talking about our takes on all the Disney content that came out over the summer. What we watched, what we didn't watch, what we thought of what we didn't watch, yeah. and what we thought of what we did watch. If you were editing this podcast, this little break right here, what type of music are you feeling right now? Like, what would you? Th- what are you hearing in your head? And welcome back to the show. So glad you could join us for wrap up to summer. It's a sort of adios to summer. Adios summer. Adios to summer. Hey summer, you've been pretty good. It was good. It was okay. It was better than last summer, anyways. Yes, it was better than. Uh, last but summer. that's also starting at the bottom of the barrel. So you have only way one the way, way to go. Can go is up. The only way to go and up. It's, it's good to go up when you have uh, Disney Plus. There was lots, lots of stuff so that came much out. Content. What uh, did we I are miss? definitely not going to cover all of it. Good. Uh, I don't even know if you have notes on this. Nope. Neither do I. Oh, fun. So this is going to be a real free-form, fun discussion. Well, there's that Lego show, not related to Disney or anything like that, but it's the power of nostalgia. There's that Lego show with Will Arnett as the host. Oh, yeah, Lego Masters? Yeah, Lego, Lego Masters, which is on its second season. We've seen almost every episode. I only watched the first five minutes of the first episode. Oh, is really? it worth watching? Yeah, I think the first season's really good. Good family show? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the first season's enjoyable. The second season starts to feel you know, repetitive. We're doing and- this again, huh? Yeah, but yeah. it's still good. It's still fun for like a you know after dinner type of type of show to watch, and then yeah. we're watching the Brady Bunch right now. That's our family. Oh, show. That's our after dinner family. The show. series. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we're in the second season right now. Right on. Man, I love the Brady. I was Bunch. just by the Brady Bunch house last year. Went and saw it in real life. Had to see it. Yeah, of course it's you like had the to Wonder see Years it. house. They're rebooting the Wonder Years. We uh, watched the pilot of the Wonder Years the other day too. Yeah. Boy, whew, still hits me on the heartstrings. Oh yeah. Still like man. Super good. Love that neighborhood. But we're not here to talk about the Wonder Years. Well, we're talking about media and stuff like that. Oh, okay. We talked about things we saw this Brady Bunch is great, going back to Brady Bunch. Yeah. Like, it's hokey as all get out. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is wonderful. It's like the Archie comics of the television world. Yeah, it is. It is. There's a sweetness to it. I kind of know how this is going to end. There's a a life lesson here. It's great. Yeah. I want to see how this all goes. Yeah, exactly. Love it. What'd you watch this summer? What came out this summer? I think my voice just cracked like uh, Peter like Brady. Peter Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it's so... time to change, you got to rearrange. <laughs> exactly. By the way, not available on Hulu, that one. I looked. That episode? That episode is not. I don't, oh, think, they, I don't think you can get the uh, the licensing rights to the music. Interesting. Yeah. Which is yeah. a real bummer because like, re- you really want to watch that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a classic. Pivotal. Yeah. Pivotal one. Yeah. Pivotal one. It's like the football. It's the football. It's like the football one. Yeah. What else is on your list there, Scott Storm? What happened this summer? You mean the first one? <laughs> yes. yes. First one on my list is Falcon. None of those were on your list. No. Falcon and the Winter Soldier yep. is my first one. Again, this sort of bridges spring to summer. How, did you watch Falcon and the Winter Haven't Soldier? Haven't seen a single no, episode. Not, wait, you didn't even watch the beginning. I thought you watched. I that watched the first, first ten minutes. That right with the helicopter fighting, which is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Woo! Yeah, but you didn't watch any of the rest of it. No, where does it go from there? 
I think it's good. I okay. think you know there's a, there's been mixed reviews on Falcon the Winter Soldier. Okay. Spoilers just in general for anybody who's listening to this and hasn't seen these things. We might get into spoiler territory not intending to, but of course yes. we're going to be talking about the the flow of the show. Bucky Flo- Barnes. Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson who likes birds. Uh-huh. He's also he's Falcon. Right. They, their relationship is great. The storyline about who inherits the shield is an interesting storyline. Uh, Both of them are trying to not get it. They don't want it. They're like, I don't want anything to do with Captain America. He's kind of like a, you know, sort of an allegory for the problems with America. They both like. Oh, they both want the shield. And of course, Steve Rogers gave it to Sam. Right. Sam doesn't want the responsibility of becoming Captain America. And so he wants to give it to Bucky. Bucky's like, no, I don't want it. You should have it. Like uh, Steve gave it to you. So there's a lot of that conversation about like, and then he, and then Sam gets rid of the shield. So is it kind of a long origin story to that particular endpoint? Yeah, I think so. Okay. The story itself is uh, what, what is really interesting that I think that they did a really great job was there is a lot of uh, commentary on race in America mm-hmm. and how, uh, and how, uh, blacks have been marginalized throughout history and a lot of discussion about whether or not America would ever accept a black captain America. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and there's a, a super soldier who I think he was, he was in, maybe he was in world war two. No, I think he was in Vietnam war or something like that. Super soldier, uh, uh, who is a minority. And so there's like a lot of interesting political commentary on that. I think that they, they thread that needle very, very well. Oh, good. I'm going to uh, guess what yeah. you're going to, what you would rate it out of 10. You're going to tell me if I got it right. I think you'd give this a six out of 10. I think you'd want to say you give it a seven out of 10, but I think deep down in your heart, we know you don't like it as much as you're letting on right now. So I think you give it a six out of 10 season one. Uh, I was initially going to say eight, mm-hmm. eight out of 10. I don't like the main villain. The main villain is very unappealing to me. She doesn't, she's not believable as sort of being this anarchist revolutionary. And so I think there's a real dip in that, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of, there is, it it ends on a very exciting note. I think a solid seven, 7.5. Okay. So a solid seven. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's yours? Oh, my first one is uh, Luca. Oh boy. Let's talk about Luca. Let's talk about Luca. You watched it well after I did. I did. Uh, I really had no idea what this movie was really about uh, as it was released. And then I didn't hear anything about it. And then I sort of got the idea from the billboards, something about Merman or something. I don't really know. So Merman. I re- Merman. And I, I didn't really know going into it what yeah. what to expect from this movie, where it would go. Except that it was the second Pixar straight to Disney Plus release this year. Yeah. Soul uh, being the Soul, first one. Yeah, it was the yeah. first one. And uh, it just, if you're, for me, if you're just craving just a really sweet, clear story uh with a lot of you know it's mostly about character character it's a character driven story yeah even though there's a lot of action ish stuff in it it's really a character driven it's like story. a real coming of age story the yeah coming of adolescent age, coming, coming of, of age. age story and the environments feel small and yeah. contained to the story which feels right for the age of the people i know it's just a just a neat story uh and the mechanic of the story is not something that i think We've seen things like it, but we haven't seen this whole, like, you have to stay out of the water or else you get revealed as a fish thing before. So it was neat to see them work on that from a story perspective of different things they did with that, with, like, waking up, I think, in the dew and when it rains outside. Yeah, that's right. They sleep outside and they wake up. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. To watch them have fun with that sort of mechanic was was enjoyable. I love the, like you said, the smallness of the story. Yeah. I thought it was... I didn't know what to expect. And and if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't really sure how much I was looking forward to this movie, but then getting into it, 
I think you described it this way where I think you and the girls were watching it and the girls were sort of half watching it and yes. then they started to watch it more and more Absolutely, as it went on. Yeah. And for me, my kids watched it before I did. Oh, really? And they were like, we really liked it. And I said, oh. okay, so like, let's sit down and watch it together. And I was delighted. I mean, soup to nuts, beginning to end. I was absolutely delighted by Luca. I love the smallness of the story. And I love the innocence of the story. Yeah. There's so rarely a movie out there that talks about growing up in a way that is just f- one family friendly, sweet and, v- and very innocent. And yeah. this movie did it. Yeah. I wanted to say that I, I, I love the characters. His name is Julia voiced by uh, Emma Berman. I believe okay. Julia, the, the girl that comes in there and this girl, I mean, I just, the, the Lucas itself would have worked and will still work as, as a graphic novel. Oh, all for day, sure. It's just amazing. Yep. And I would love to see Julia, uh, get her own movie yeah. or yeah. TV series or something. Cause that, that character to me was so appealing and so well-written and voiced that I, I would love to see more of her. Yeah. The boy's great. Yeah. It was fun. It, you know, it, it's the kind of movie where they do that fade out thing at the end of the movie where everybody kind of goes their own way. Like we came together for this summer, right. all this crazy stuff and happened on their own. Things. And then we kind of all went our separate ways and lived life. Uh, but I would like to see her come back for sure. I love the credit, the end credit sequence though. I love that. They, I love that they show sort of the, the relationship that's maintained between these friends, even though they're all all off in their own different things. It just like, this feels like a classic Pixar film. They're all better for the relationship that they had, which is good. Do you think Luca is a property that is big enough or well enough known that they could ever develop any type of theme park attraction on this? Not, not even necessarily a ride, but just a theme park attraction. Um, the problem is that it, it, it is small, uh, the villains aren't aren't supernatural or big. It doesn't right. create this world. It, it, like I said, it's a very graphic novely story where it is a yes. little more pedestrian. Yep. It's a little more based in reality, even though these things are mer- you know, even though yeah. there's this wild component to it. Uh, it just feels like an independent story, and those things don't draw these big like. Nobody says I personally want to live the story of Luca, whereas we all want to right. live the story of Harry Potter. That yeah. that resonates with. I want to go away to a magic school. I want to know what house I'm in. You don't have that reaction to Luca. It really is something you're passively watching. I think. Yeah. And so I think it would be harder, but I think you could do something small. I think it's it's one of those movies where it's a shame that it's a shame that Disney has to develop attractions that are huge, right? right? Like that they can't go. Or that they rarely go. We're just going to make a simple dark ride. We're going to make a simple like. Where do you think the Ratatouille ride. ride fits into that? Well, I, I think that maybe maybe that's a good example. Yeah. Like that's sort of a, you know, I would say a C, C plus yeah. D minus level attraction. But just you know, th- that's that type of attraction where it doesn't have to be huge. It yeah. just it would be fun to be in that world. And I could see a dark ride. You know, I guess because we've already seen it with Little Mermaid to a certain extent, but. I could see a dark ride where the uh, Luca dark ride would just be something that makes you feel good. You just get to see these characters and you get to see the distinction of being underwater and above the water. And there's, there's an interesting, uh, there's interesting settings within a dark ride yeah. that it could just be a fun experience. It, it could be, it, yeah, it, it's for the, the bicycle riding and the tower that they live in. It could be a very fun dark ride that doesn't need this like villains chasing you and trying to kill right. you thing. It's just, it's just like, oh, it's like escape. Winnie the Pooh basically. Yeah. It's like yeah, that it's type, of, type, type of something else. Yeah. Which, yeah. Cool. Hey, let's keep with the alliteration. Okay. And let's go from Luca to Loki. 
Yeah. Did you experience Loki at all this summer? Um, I watched one episode of it. Which episode was that? The first one. Okay. Yeah. And really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it held up to the production level uh, that I thought. And then uh, Teresa wanted to, had to watch all of them. And she's just such a nerd and such a superhero person. Yeah. I kind of just let her have that. And Did then, she enjoy it? Yeah. She, yeah, she did. Okay. I so think, I should have her on to talk about this. You should probably just have her for all Marvel segments. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. I, we I should have just, a Teresa segment. Where yeah. Like, I can yeah. go out there and then you could do that part with her and you can come great. on our honeymoon and then you can do that i think that was we would also, have had that was also on instagram you really got to go to the instagram guys at bob really and Panthers if, if you want to you know we talked about how much better aaron's honeymoon would have been if i had been in attendance <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and it would have been yeah i think she i think she liked it everybody i've talked to who's watched it i think has enjoyed it with saying that there were some episodes that were troublesome in terms of just pacing yeah but that overall visually phenomenal i mean and and Overall, I thought it was great. I mean, in terms of between WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki, yes, I think Loki is heads and shoulders. Oh, man. Yeah, tell me. So we're saying WandaVision is a 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so Loki's... And so and Falcon Winter Soldier is a 6. Where does where does where does Loki Boy, fit in? Uh, now I, I pause for a solid eight, or is it a five? I pause for no, 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 no. It's definitely not a five. Loki is is Loki better than Wandavision? No, what? It, it probably is not. Oh man, I don't know. Really, I I would say, gosh, that's hard to say. There are so many great things that Loki does, and wonderful set pieces. And fantastic action throughout. And Tom Hiddleston does a great job of carrying that. Owen Wilson and the woman who plays Sylvie. Sophia DiMartino, I believe is her name. She plays the character Sylvie, who is a female version of Loki from another reality. Gotcha. Okay. The way that they do time-bendy stuff is so satisfying for somebody who loves that type of storytelling that boy, they're really on par with each other. I, really? I mean, I, I think so. I, I mean, I probably enjoyed Loki as much as I enjoyed WandaVision. You look forward to it like that. Like WandaVision was like the lost of the Marvel universe. Yeah, I look summer. forward to it. Uh, yes, oh, hands fun. down, I look forward to All it. Right. And I will say that both shows ended equally disappointing. I wonder if I need to go watch this now. You should and, go watch and it. And when am I going to do that? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, it Scott's is, given it two big thumbs up. I feel like I should watch it. I don't recommend Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't think that's okay. worth the time. Okay. I do think Loki is worth the time. Only other one I, that I have that we you know, watched a few episodes of, not all of it, we tap out a lot, is uh, the Benedict Society. Oh, we got we to gotta save that for last. Well, it's my last one. Okay, we'll save that for last. Will you watch Cruella? Oh yeah, and I, and I didn't see Cruella. I feel and you like still I'm, have I'm not seen Cruella. No, I've not seen Cruella. Should I see Cruella? Absolutely. Should my kids see Cruella? Hundred percent. I don't like movies that are focused on the villain. Like so I don't think that that's it a is movie a real problem. Worth putting that up, it is a real problem to, to for har- my kids. To I'll harvest. go watch Joker, but I'm not gonna like. I don't want to prop that. And Cruella is very different than a Joker, where a Joker is a tragedy study, right? And Cruella, I guess, is, but it's, but it really is not Isn't at the it same time. Isn't glorification? Yeah, and so I think you have to. I think you have to, I mean, it gets into a really interesting conversation about what is really a villain. And if all villains really are product of their environment, it wasn't really their fault. And then they just succumb to it. Then there really is hope in all of them. There aren't really villains or are some people really evil or, or have, you know, like 
thing. So like Joker for me leans towards that is a does a, that is a tragic story. Yeah, and absolutely. if you enjoy watching the tragedy, it's a tragedy. Cruella definitely tragedy, but it leans more towards there are redeemable qualities about her. She is redeemable, and so you really are stealing the villain away from 101 Dalmatians. And if you are okay with that, you're like that, that movie's not all that thing for me. I'm not really into the 101 Dalmatians scene. I'm I'm okay with Cruella being stolen away as this truly evil person and having her set up as this person that lived this life and has redeemable qualities. So, so wait, you can't take Cruella in the live action movie and then put her into 101 Dalmatian. Those those characters do not align. Yeah, the, I I don't think they do. Like when you look at Cruella in the in the animated version, I mean she's she's a wreck. She's crazy. Yeah, and this this person is... She wants to kill puppies and make a coat out of them. Yeah, this is different than that. This is different. So you really are losing that villain. This villain you you feel for, and it's not always in a tragic way. In a movie like The Joker, in a tragedy, it there isn't then another villain that supersedes that sometimes there's usually a counterpart sometimes right. where, where they're interacting. But the, the evilness of those two things is usually very hard to figure out who's really the thing. And in Cruella, there is a evil, there is a villain that becomes the villain of a villain movie. Yeah. I mean, in Joker, the villain is it's man versus world, right? right? And yeah. it's man versus himself. Like that's, that's the, the struggle is the environment is what is the villain against Joker. And Cruella goes just more traditional, where the, where the villain, you know, is a worse version of her basically. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. An unredeemable version of her. You have to sympathize a villain. Yeah. Do you take Cruella DeVille? Okay. Or Captain Hook? Captain Hook all day long. Really? So you sacrifice Peter Pan for Captain Hook? I don't like Peter Pan as a protagonist at all. Yeah, but you like Peter Pan the movie. You're telling me you get rid of- I love the movie, but I love it because of Captain Hook. Peter Pan. Yeah. For a sympathized version of Captain Hook. This is where I'm going to land on that. I've always been very wow. sympathetic. <laughs> you what look like you're going to throw up. What kind of friendship do we have? What is I've going on I've always been here? sympathetic to... Peter Pan is my Disney Captain America. I just don't like that kid. What's wrong with you? You don't like, like, never growing up? Yeah, you don't I think like, that that's not like a very... childlike wonder and innocence? It seems like denial at that, kind of, at that point in time. It seems like we're past wonder and we're into denial. Man. Yeah. Do you get rid of Peter Pan's flight in favor of a sympathized version of Captain Hook? Live action. Captain Hook's revenge? Yeah. Captain Hook. Captain Hook's hook. I'm not saying get rid of Peter Pan's flight. You're going to get us another one star review. Lost all credibility. I'm getting us a one star (laughs) review. You're leading me into this conversation. You're the one who's saying get rid of Peter Pan's flight. And get back. And I have to be true the, to me tuna, and my experience. And my, ex- my experience is, uh, uh, yeah, Captain Hook, a sympathetic Captain Hook movie crushes. Wow. Yeah. But okay. Crow's so really Crow good. You back, liked. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great story. I think I'll get great to it at some point. I'll get to it Please at some do. point. Please do. I don't understand what the problem is. Next, next property. Black Widow. I saw it. You did? We reviewed it. Ish. Did we? Did we? Well, I did see it. I saw it at home on Disney Plus. I'm so sorry, ScarJo. I'm on your team, but I didn't put money. I didn't put scratch in your. Wow. I know. You're see, part what of the a, problem. I am part of the problem. Part Look of the what problem. a hypocrite I am. I'm saying she needs her points. And you're like, but, but I'm not going to give. But it to I didn't her. go to the theater. I watched it at home. So you you paid thirty dollars for Black Widow. I paid at least thirty dollars for it. My oldest went to the movie theater to see it. So oh, okay. I, so we did provide ScarJo her her points. Chapek called me. He's like, "Are you going to watch that Black Widow in the theater?" And I was like, "I was thinking about it." He's like, "I wouldn't." And I was like, okay. You're like, why are you saying that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, uh, exactly. I was like, I was thinking about going and getting popcorn, taking my whole family, you know, back back to the theater, Blackwood. And he was like, I would watch it on Disney Plus. He's like, here's the deal. This is what I suggest you do. You go to the movie theater, you get your concessions, 
You can go home. Go home. Or get in the car and just watch it on your phone. You could watch it on your phone. You don't need to go in. I said, that's a good point, Bob Chapek. I think I'll probably watch it at home. And he's like, that's the right choice. He's like, would you like a reservation for when you can get your popcorn? Yeah. I'm happy to sell that to you for $12. That's what happened. And you're Uh, like, well, for just for me. And he's like, no, for everybody that's going to watch the movie. Everybody has to pay the $12 popcorn reservation fee. So have you not seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. It is one of those movies where I was like, is it going to get me back to the theater? No. Am I going to pay 30 bucks to see it? Not going to do that either. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm part of the problem. I'm yeah, part of the you are. I'm going to wait it out until it is for regular release on Disney Plus, and right. then I'll watch it. Right. Yeah. I would give it, you know, I, I think it's an entertaining movie to to wait for it to come Disney Plus normal yeah, right. style, not not to pay for. It felt very uh, heavy in setting and tone in some parts. Uh-huh. It was not a light movie. Well, that's a, was, my, that's my oldest said was, I was like, hey, do you think uh, your siblings can watch it? And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend. He said it felt, he said it felt darker than... Winter Soldier, and in my opinion, Winter Soldier is a very dark film. I actually regretted showing it to my youngest. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so it felt, it felt, it felt, you know, uh, like a little grittier, but also very heavy on plot stuff that I wasn't super interested in. And yeah. so I didn't love it. For me, I would give it a, a five or six out of 10. You said four, four. You said in originally? Yeah. Three and a half is what you said. It, no, really? When we originally reviewed it, yeah, you were like, "I, I wouldn't, I regret, I regret every every decision I made." Oh, interesting. Well, I'm somewhere between a three and a five. Okay, and uh, so a four, uh, so a four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, I will see it. We'll talk about it when I when I see it again. Yeah, good or luck. When I see it. Good luck with that. Uh, let's talk about before we get to the coup de gras. In my opinion, let's talk about what if it's still running right now. Started in the summer. Yes. Did you watch any of Marvel's What If? No. Nope. Why? Is it because you um, hate Marvel movies? I'm not a huge Marvel movie. Should I be having this conversation with Teresa? I could probably call, call her. She just wants to know where I am, though. So it's getting like, yeah, I mean, like, hey, Scott says I can't come home. And also it gets worse. He wants you to now. Yeah, come, now you got to come. Podcast. You got to actually come here. Your choice. And we don't have cookies. So yeah. I don't know if there's, I'm not saying you should do something about that. But if you could. That'd be great. Do you think she could have like Kennedy run over some cookies for us? Probably. It's getting late now, though. Um, what else? I, I remember, I think I read some of the descriptions of the what if things and I was just like, I don't know if I have the headspace to really like get into that. And it's animated. Yeah. And I think my animated, you know, stuff in the household's pretty much kept up by gravity falls at the moment. Just watching our hey, daughters falls interact. Is a great show. <laughs> yeah. I look at a lot of gravity falls artwork and stuff throughout a day, which I, love. I hear about gravity falls all the time. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Now there are, are gravity falls, mad libs that have been introduced to my family yep. and yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I that hear about the gravity falls, mad libs. Yep. Great show. Yeah, it is a great show. Have I, you seen how many episodes? Have I, you seen? There are four episodes by the time this podcast episode comes. Okay. Out. There'll be four episodes. I've seen two of them. The first one was, Oh yeah. What if, uh, Captain America were played by were Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I was not happy. I did not like that. One. Okay. I didn't like it. What did you not like about it? Did you like the animation was a little jerky? Felt really ham fisted. Okay. The animation I really like. I like the animation of, of what if I, I think it's, uh, I, I really like the art style of it. Cool. The story of what if Peggy Carter became Captain America I don't feel like they deviated enough from the Captain America story to make it unique mm. and sort of a unique take. So basically what it amounted to was like, well, what if it was a woman? What if she just did all those what things? If she, what if she did Same all Same exact things? story, but like she did all those yeah, things. Yeah, what if she was as strong as Captain America? What if she just did it instead? 
Yeah. And that's sort of like what it amounted to to me. And so it just wasn't that, it just wasn't that interesting. In- interesting. Uh, the I second interesting episode. Interesting that it wasn't that interesting. Are you interested by the fact that I wasn't interested? <laughs> yeah, I find that interesting that you didn't find it interesting. What was the second episode? How interesting. Uh, the second episode was what if T'Challa, Black Panther, yeah. was picked up by Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy as opposed to Star-Lord. So like what if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord? Yeah. And that was really delightful. Oh, I really enjoyed that one. So, so far, so good. And the okay. next one, I think well, it's tied up. Oh, I've 50. seen three of them. I'm sorry. I've seen a third one, which is what if uh, all of the Avengers died? And it's sort, oh. of like, sort of like a murder mystery. Yeah. Like who's killing all the Avengers? Oh, I like and that. it's a Nick Fury based uh, sort of murder mystery in 30 minutes. And that one was really enjoyable, too. So I really like that one. So there's Here's that. how I kill the Avengers. Here's the order I go in. Oh, right Captain just, you start with Captain America. And I you go know, Captain America. You're done. Then I go Hulk. And then I go, uh, that's all I really have. You don't like the Hulk either? Yeah, I'm not a Hulk fan. Like at all? You don't like the concept of the Hulk? I do. I do like the concept of the Hulk. I don't know. Do you really want to have like a 50 minute like Hulk discussion? No, like we'll he's overpowered. We, no, like, we're going to have a conversation. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to devote an episode to all the reasons why Aaron doesn't like Marvel. Okay, great. That sounds like It'll a lot of fun. A solid one star review. I don't love Mark Ruffalo. But he's great in thirteen, really? going on thirty, and he's fantastic in the Zodiac. Wait, you don't he's like Mark? Re- really good in the Zodiac. He is great in Zodiac. Yeah. Okay, but the coup de gras is. of all of the stuff that we didn't talk about this summer, which I wish we had talked about. Quite frankly, we may even revisit this Ooh. if we could. Is the mysterious Benedict Society? Yeah. I cannot say enough good things you about this You get Tony show. Hale on this podcast done. Oh my gosh. Don't think I'm not trying. Try. Don't think I'm not trying to get Tony Hale on this. Yeah. A delightful, delightful show. I know you haven't watched the whole thing. Nope. How much have you, have you watched? I don't know. Three episodes. Okay. And what caused you to stop watching it? The length, the investment. Because they're an hour. Uh, they're each. an hour. Yeah they're, 50, yeah. they're 50 solid minutes of having to pay attention. Has anybody uh, in your family finished this? Uh, I think Penelope went on to watch them. Yeah. Okay. First of all, based off of a kid's book series. Yeah. And uh, which has gotten my kids into the book series. They're, oh, that's they're fun when it works it. that way. And I, I won't like give any. This kids is, see the Harry Potter movies. They're like, I think I want to learn to read. Yeah. Like that, that's the way where you go and you watch, you it's read cool, the book. it's fun. Now you can read lots of stuff. You read the book. You, you can realize, read more than just Harry Potter. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or how much is. Or that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mysterious Phoenix Society is one of these, I, this is where I won't go spoilers because okay. I was so excited when this series got announced at the Disney investors call and then there was no marketing for it. It right. just showed up on Disney plus and I sat down to watch it and it delivered everything that I had hoped for. And it is, it is an incredible family series to watch. If you are yeah. looking for a show that is artistically interesting to look yeah. at, really well written, really well acted, and just a great experience for your entire family to sit down and watch, I cannot believe that this has not gotten more acclaim. I, I'm just, I really am surprised yeah. this has not gotten more acclaim. It's so good. And I say this, this is going to come off sounding really backhanded. All right. And I understand that. It's so good that I'm surprised Disney made it. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Like, because it does, it steps outside of itself so much to be, even though it's an adapted story from a book series, it feels so original and so unique. Like you would have expected this on Netflix. I would have expected this on Netflix. As a Netflix original. Yeah. Totally. Disney doesn't make these types of shows. They make very safe shows. Yeah. This is not that type of a show. It's very 
avant-garde. Yeah. It's, uh, it has a real Wes Anderson feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah. The Life Aquatic. And, Life Aquatic, uh, Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore, yeah. Uh, all, all the other ones that yeah. I can't think of right now. But it has a very Wes Anderson feel to it. Yes. Uh, and I would just, I can't say enough good things about it. And I'm so excited that there's a second season. Yay. I'm really, yeah. really excited about it. Great. Finish up those first ones. Got Does that so inspire much. you to go back and watch any of Oh those? yeah. We didn't, we didn't ever not like it. It's just, it's just the commitment to commitment to commitment. get through so much yeah, content. You gotta get through stuff. so much content. You gotta stop creating stuff on your own. Start gotta, consuming. Yeah. You gotta stop creating stuff on your own. You gotta stop doing homework. You gotta, you gotta yeah. stop talking and just, we just watch shows. Stop this talking is, with this each is, other. This is what we just do now. Just watch TV. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If Bob Sleds and Banthas touch anything, it's uh, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean are definitely, 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 not e-tickets. definitely e-tickets. And you got to stop talking and start watching. Yeah. Stop talking to each other. Yeah. Listen to us and go watch a TV show. Right on. What a, what a wonderful <laughs> episode. It is a wonderful episode. It was. I had a lot of fun. So, it's been a great summer. It, it's been a pretty, it's been a better summer than it was last year. It was better year. than last year. Yeah. Not a great summer, year. but the summer. I've definitely had better summers. But it was, it was a better summer. It was the best summer I've ever had with you. Hey, same. Yeah. Yeah. Because last summer was not that great. Yeah. With you. I mean, it was good with you. But not that great. This one's better. This one's better. Yay. So we got the fall. We got the fall to look forward to. Ghostbusters to to look forward to. Oh my gosh. So many great things. So many great things to look forward to. Yeah. Maybe Ghostbusters is our document, our audio documentary. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. You shoot for the stars, son. You shoot for the stars. Tacos and stars. Big swings. Big swings. Let's make big swings. Okay. Hey, everybody. This has been Bob's and Banthas. Uh, we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We love making this show. We sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Aaron's Car, <laughs> Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can get in Aaron's car right now and listen to this podcast. He'd, he'd be happy to have you along. Oh, yeah. Well, he, might, he might take you for a slur- Slurpee. Probably That's would. Did. That's what he did when I entered his car. Yep. He took me for a Slurpee. That's right. It's great. We can also be heard on the Magic of the Mouse radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or whenever I end up actually sending the audio file. Sometimes I forget. You can check out Magic of the Mouse radio for the best Disney music and podcast 24-7 by visiting WDisby.com or... Bobsonsandbantha slash Radio. That's right. That's the way you pronounce it. Please be sure to follow and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think of the show. It really helps other people find out about it. Listen, we would love it if you left us a five-star review and that you wrote that five-star review. We'll read it if you write it. Please don't think that the fact that we read off our one-star reviews that gives you the license to write a one-star review. Very unlikely that we'll read it. I guarantee you, if you leave us a five-star review, we're going to read it. Yeah, if you want to get it read twice, correct that one-star, put a five-star in, then we'll be like, hey, we're glad we're friends again. I mean, we're friends, but we're more friends than we were. Listen, I think if you listen to our rationale behind Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, you're going to go... I understand. It was your own world. It was your own scale. I don't necessarily agree, but I understand. Yeah. You can disagree. Disagreeing is one of the greatest things we have to do together. That's what we have. That's what we have have as a free society is the right to disagree. Yeah. I'm just saying. With hugs. If you're going to disagree. It's a hug agreement. Maybe you don't want to bomb our algorithm by giving us a one-star review. It's not one-star worthy is all I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah. What you're saying is other people don't listen to this show. They don't know what they're talking about, which may be true, but I think we can agree that it's okay. We may not know what we're talking about. We certainly give you entertaining things to listen to. There you go. And that's, that's our least, tagline right there. That's at least, we may not know what we're talking about, but we give you entertaining things to listen to. And that's at least worth a couple of stars is couple all I'm them. saying. 
Hey, you can visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can email us podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. If you have a show idea or you want to give us some feedback, things you'd like to hear, or again, we talk about audio documentary. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I got an idea for an audio documentary. I'd love to hear a story about this. We want to hear podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. You can support us at patreon.com forward slash bobsandbanthas. Aaron has pr- promised oh. a two-volume episode on the Karate One volume. Kid. It's all going into one episode. It's all going into one yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Like a super episode. It's like a mega. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's the crane kick of Karate Kid episodes. Oh, you're definitely going to want to go to Patreon to find that out and listen to that. Mm-hmm. That's that's stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere else. You can wear us at tpublic.com. You can join the other Banth tiers for all the fun we have on Instagram, we're at Bob's and Banthas. You yes. got to check out that Instagram live. You, we just yeah, left. to keep up with this episode, you probably should watch it. You really it's should. It's gross. Until next week, he's been Aaron. A lot of macaroni and cheese floating in the rivers of America now. I've been Scott. I have no idea what he's talking about. Just, what is uh, this? Is this another 20 minutes right now? No, no. I'm just saying that will be something somebody says after Pelican's Landing oh, opens. Oh, right. Some little kid on the Mark Trade being like, was there macaroni and cheese in... In, in, in colonial in, times? <laughs> in colonial times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it floated down the river. You used to be able to just scoop out, that, scoop out macaroni and cheese from the river. Over, lean over the side of your schooner with a net. And yeah, that's all that fresh, fact. fresh macaroni you could get. <laughs> that's where macaroni and cheese comes from. That's right. It comes from the rivers of America. You scoop it up with a net, put it in a bowl. It's delicious. Or with Cubby. Thanks for thanks for enduring episode 74. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll see week. you at 75, which should be huge. 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 Should have big plans. Goodbye. Giant. Goodbye. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.